Are you currently feeling the crunch of inflation and you aren't seeing your money go as far as it was before? Today, we are going to learn what you can do to help you navigate these times and lessen that burden because boy, we can use it, right? Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a mixed language podcast hosted by me, Jen Hemphill, to help you become the reign of your money and love your dinero more. If you are needing some inspiration and encouragement at this very moment, you have come to the right place. Gracias por compartir este tiempo conmigo. Now let's jump in to today's Dose of Money Confidence. Hola, hola. This is Jen Hempel, your host. I'm so excited that you are joining me today. This is a solo episode, which means it's just you and I today together. And today we are focusing on a topic that is so relevant for today, for the times that we are living in, because we are living in a time where there has been a significant spike in inflation. We have seen this in gas prices and many of the things that we typically buy. I don't know if you've heard the story of me going to the grocery store picking up some chocolate chip cookies because I really had a craving for chocolate chip cookies. I picked them up, put them in my basket to buy, and then I realized there were $15. So I put them back. Yeah, that's one of the examples, and I'm sure you have others. Granted, even though we have seen this spike in inflation, this rise in, in prices, gases, and chocolate chip cookies and whatnot, we know that over the course of time, prices have gone up. It's not anything new. I remember the times when you could get ice cream for 20 or 25 cents a scoop. If you remember that, yeah, we're probably the same generation. If you don't remember that, you're younger than me. Yep. And that's all right. Inflation, however, recently has spiked significantly. And what I mean by that is that according to a recent report of the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and I quote, the annual inflation rate in May, May of 2022, that is, was 8.6%. It's the highest level since 1981 as measured by the Consumer Price Index. So that is very, very significant. That's the highest level since 1981. Of course, hearing that and seeing the prices go skyrocketing, especially with like gas, even though they're now going down a little bit, it has scared a lot of people. And I get it. And especially with the pandemic and what we've been through in the past several years, it's just been a lot to take in. So how do we navigate our finances when inflation has had a significant impact? That may be you, especially if what we are making hasn't necessarily matched the increase or the same pace as inflation. Wouldn't it have been nice to receive an 8.6% increase And when you're making? That would be nice, right? <laughs> if you were feeling the crunch and not seeing your money go as far as before, what do you do? 
In this episode, I'm going to share with you what you can do to simplify your life and lessen that crunch you are feeling. Oh, and pay close attention to that one number that I'm going to share with you that you will need to calculate because that is a game changer. Before we start, though, let's make sure we are all on the same page. Let's talk about what inflation is. And I'm going to use the definition from Investopedia. Because granted, I am not an economist. I am not an expert in inflation. So I go to the resources and I share with you what those resources tell me. Inflation is the rate of increase in prices over a given period of time. Makes sense, right? And inflation is typically a broad measure, such as the overall increase in prices or the increase in the cost of living in a country. Also, according to Investopedia, there are three main causes of inflation. And if you were paying attention in the economics class, you learned this. So there's demand pull inflation, the cost push inflation, and built-in inflation. So the demand pull inflation refers to situations where there are not enough products or services being produced to keep up with the demand causes those prices to increase. So now that we are all on the same page and we understand in terms of what inflation is, the definition of inflation, let's talk about what we need to do, okay? And one of the things that I think we need to do is focus on what we can control. We cannot control what the economy has done. We cannot control the pandemic. We can't control how COVID, you know, came to be right? We have no control over those things, but there are some things that we can control, especially amidst crazy prices increasing. And I'm still thinking about those cookies. Hopefully I won't want chocolate chip cookies after this. Anyways, so we want to focus on what we can control. And one of the things is you just want to take a deep breath. If you are right now, if you're listening to this, because you are feeling overwhelmed because you are stressed. Just take a deep breath and remember this is not the end of the world. Remember that inflation is nothing new. We just have seen a significant increase this year. Now, I have a link in the show notes where it shares a graph of inflation rates across the years. So when I look at the chart, and again, it'll be in the show notes, in 2012, the inflation rate was 1.7%. It went down in 2014 to 0.7. Then it went back up to 2.1. Then was interesting in 2020. So this is the start of the pandemic and COVID. It went up to 2.3 and then 2021, 7%. And now in 2022, that 8.5, 8.6%. Okay. So you can reference that. I also want you to remember, and I want to share that chart with you. This is not to overwhelm me, but just to inform you, inform you of what has been going on the past 10 years or so, 10, 20 years, right? And also I want you to remember that you can figure things out. We have seen inflation. I remember I told you, I remember when I was here in the U.S. maybe a couple of years and I love ice cream and I would walk to this pharmacy nearby where they would sell, it was famous or it was popular for ice cream scoops and it was 20 cents a scoop. Uh, yeah, 
we can't find those deals anymore. But we have adapted. I'm sharing that with you because somehow as human beings, we have figured things out and everyone is okay. The other thing that you want to focus on is you don't want to make any rash decisions, especially if you are listening to this and you are feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling stressed about your current situation. You don't want to make any rash decisions. If you are feeling this overwhelm, you may be feeling inclined to make a decision based on emotion, based on that stress that you're feeling. And I want to remind you that when you are under stress, when you are overwhelmed, that is the worst time to make any decisions. Of course, when we're thinking straight, like without any overwhelm or without any stress, That makes sense. This feels like common sense. But when we are feeling that stress, when we're feeling overwhelmed, we're not thinking clearly. So we do not want to make those decisions, whether financial or any type of significant decision, because when we are in this state of overwhelm, we're in a state of stress, when we have a lot of things going on, when we are in that space, That brain space that gives you the ability to think clearly is taken up with what I call fog. There's a ton of fog. And when there's fog and you're driving, that's not fun to do, right? Because you can't see very clearly through that fog. So that fog, I equate it (laughs) to stress, to overwhelm. And when there's a ton of that fog, you cannot think clearly, which leads me to the next thing that you want to consider. You want to take care of yourself. You want to take some time out for you. Yes, (laughs) self-care. That's what I'm referring to, self-care. Whatever that may be for you, disconnect from the world and recharge. This will help lessen that stress that you are feeling, which in turn clears that fog in your brain that will allow you to think more clearly and make better decisions. Then another thing you want to consider, again, this is about focusing on what you can control, is to keep doing what you've been doing with investing and saving. Don't stop just because you're seeing the stock market tank or things of that sort. You got to keep pressing. Granted, depending on your situation and the impact of inflation on your household, maybe you have to adjust the dollar amount that you're investing in or you're saving. But whatever you do, don't stop. Keep that saving and investing going, especially with the investing. There's that magical thing that I've always referred to in this podcast of compound interest. Compound interest is earned over time. And with time, you cannot get that time back. So it's really critical. I don't care if you're investing the minimal amount. It doesn't matter. Something is better than nothing. So we just talked about what we want to focus on, what you can control. And we talked about some of those things that you can control doing. The next thing that I want to talk about is you want to calculate what I call the household inflation number. This is so key and such a game changer because we shouldn't be making decisions blindly, but rather armed with our numbers. And that is what knowing your own household inflation number will do. 
So what is this household inflation number? Am I making it up? No. <laughs> Basically, the, it's the increased dollar amount you are spending as a result of inflation. And that's going to vary from household to household. So you want to look at how the cost of inflation is affecting you in the things you purchase. Gas for your car. I know I mentioned cookies. <laughs> I'm still thinking about those cookies. Meat, milk. I know I saw that the organic milk where I go grocery shopping, it went up from $5.99 to basically $8. That's nuts. That is absolutely nuts. So you need to know again how that cost of inflation is affecting you with the things that you purchase. And why do you need to know that? Because you need to know those intangible numbers, how it's affecting your household. For example, a person that is working from home is not likely to drive as much, right? So since they're not driving as much, really inflation in terms of... Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. How much gas they're putting in their car is not impacting them that much because they're not driving as much. They're not going to the gas station and filling up their tank as often as someone that is working and having to drive to and from work on a daily basis. So you want to know how that is impacting your household because, again, we don't want to make decisions blindly. We need to know, and sometimes we need to know how inflation is impacting us because sometimes it's not as bad as we may think. And then we see all these news about you know inflation and we let that overtake our mind and stress us when maybe it's really not that bad for our individual situation. And the only way to know that is to know what that household inflation number is. So how do you calculate this? This doesn't have to be perfect. Okay, there's no formula. This is just literally going through your expenses, see how much they have gone up in this past year. Are you paying more in groceries, gas, other expenses? What has gone up? You want to be aware of those things. And that dollar difference is your household inflation number. So, for example, if your expenses before were $4,000, but now your expenses have been $4,200. And you look at those expenses and it's the same things that you were purchasing before. It's just gone up in price because of inflation. Then your household inflation number is $200. Now beware, <laughs> if your expenses were $4,000 before and now they're $4,200 because some extra things that you bought, that's not your household inflation number. That's just you bought extra things. Okay. So just keep that in mind. And also, again, I just want to reiterate, and this is why I want you to calculate this. I want to challenge you to calculate this, is that maybe your household inflation isn't that much, right? Isn't as bad as you may think. The important thing here is to know what it is in dollars and cents, that tangible dollar amount, because this will arm you to make the decisions that you need to right? And it will also alleviate that stress that you may be feeling because I know, for example, my parents, my mom is getting ready to retire. And because of the news of inflation, that impacted her drastically or scared her, I should say. Sometimes these things scare us, but unless we know what it really looks like for us, should it really scare us? 
we really need to know in dollars and cents what that inflation number or household inflation number is. Okay. Then once you calculate, what do you do with that? Once you calculate your household inflation number, then what? So with this example of $200, this example that this household had a household inflation number of $200, then you look at your money coming in and your money going out. So your income and your expenses. And if you're using a budget, this is going to be easy to do. This will be fast to do. What you need to see is how that $200 fits in your financial picture. And what I mean by that is how does this affect your bottom line? And by bottom line, I mean your income minus your expenses. And by expenses, I mean everything to include not just your bills and your food, but your savings, your extra money towards debt that you pay on a monthly basis. Does this extra $200 put you in the hole? Meaning once you take all your income and subtract your expenses, does it come up to be a negative number? Is it still a positive number, which is a good thing, meaning you have money left over and you're in a good place, or is it zero? Does it just kind of balance itself out? You need to know what that looks like for you, because if it is a negative number, do you need to come up with $200? Do you need to come up with $150 every month? What does that look like? Because just because your household inflation number is $200 doesn't mean that you're in a whole $200. Because you have to look at your whole financial picture and see what does that look like? How does that impact your bottom line? Because maybe your bottom line before your inflation number, what was left over was $500. So if if your household inflation number is 200, that really means that your bottom line is $300. So you have to really understand those numbers, okay? If your household inflation number puts you in the hole, Again, if it goes into the negative, meaning there's not enough income to cover everything, what do you do? What can you do? This is when you problem solve. This is when you come up with solutions. And this is why it's important to know what it is. Because if you know what this dollar amount is, it's easier to plan because you know what you're striving for. In this case, this example, $200. So what can you do? Maybe you can substitute other items. So let's say an example of that organic milk, maybe you don't buy organic milk for a while and you save yourself some money. Or maybe you love meat. I know meat has gone up in price and maybe you don't eat as much meat. Maybe, and granted, chicken I'm sure has gone up in price too. So what are some things that you can substitute or maybe you just don't buy? Maybe it's about making more money because it's not always about cutting out. It's also sometimes you just have to make more. So again, having this dollar amount makes it easier to create that plan because you know what you're working with instead of going blindly. You can also reassess your wants and needs. Maybe this is a good time to see, okay, is this really a want or a need? But even though you can do all that, you don't want to restrict yourself so much. Again, you can make more money. How can you make more money? You don't want to restrict yourself so much and you want to still plan for some fun. This is just because we are seeing these increases in prices doesn't mean we have to be miserable. We can still figure out a plan. It takes just some thinking, some planning, 
some creativity <laughs> so you can still have some fun. You don't want to restrict yourself and be miserable because that's no fun. This is life. You're here to live. You're here to make a difference. You are here to enjoy and you can't take that money with you at the end of the day, right? You want to do some smart things with it, but you also need to enjoy it, okay? Another thing I think is really important to consider is that if you're currently carrying a credit card balance, you want to make sure you do these two things right now, like after you listen to this episode or after I tell you, you can press pause and you can go do these things now. Here we go. Again, if you're carrying a credit card balance, you want to check your interest rate. Interest rates can go up during inflation. In fact, they have. You notice with your savings accounts, the interest rates have gone up. Well, interest rates have gone up across the board to include credit cards. I have seen people finding out their interest rates have increased. In fact, I logged in just out of curiosity before recording to check ours. And sure enough, our interest rate has gone up almost two percentage points from about 13 to about 15%. Okay, this is critical if you are carrying a balance. And again, I've seen people finding out about this and credit card companies aren't informing consumers. So you think, well, that's not cool. Well, they don't have to in this case. So there is an article, I'm linking it up in the show notes by NerdWallet. And because I wanted to see like, do they have to? I know there's certain cases where they have to notify consumers. There's laws to protect us as consumers. And I quote from this article, the prime rate rises and falls based on decisions made by the Federal Reserve. If the prime rate rises, the interest rate on your credit card will rise too. This is a situation in which your issuer or your credit card is not required to give you a 45 days notice of a change to your APR, okay? And in that same article, it tells you when they are required, but I wanted to share with you in case you are impacted by this and you're carrying a balance and they didn't notify you is they don't have to. So make sure that you log in, check your statement, and see what your interest rate is, especially if you're carrying a balance, because that's going to make a drastic difference to your debt payoff efforts, especially if it increased several percentage points. Okay, so I want you to be aware. The other part is don't go into more credit card debt. Note, I didn't say don't use a credit card. Well, if you're carrying a balance right now, don't use that credit card that you have a balance in. I only said just don't get into more credit card debt. If you have another credit card that you're wanting to use for points, you can just make sure you pay it off in full. But if you are carrying balances, I don't encourage you to use another credit card and then pay it off and just focus on that debt that you have. So again, if you need to press pause and go check your interest rate. You need to be aware if it's gone up and by how much because that's going to impact how you are paying that balance off. All right. So if you are carrying that balance, press pause, go do it now and then come back. I hope you did that. 
So as a recap, today we learned what exactly inflation is. We just kind of summarize that. We learned about some of the things that we can do that we can control because there are things that we absolutely have control over and we learn what those are. We also learned about the household inflation number, why it's important, how to calculate it, how to use it. And for those who are currently carrying a credit card balance, we also learned two things that you need to take action on today. I hope that you have found this valuable. If you have any questions, if there's something that isn't clear, DM me on Instagram, send me a message, an email at janetjanhemphill.com. I want to make sure that this was clear and super helpful for you. If you love this episode and this conversation, I would love it, love it, love it. I would appreciate it if you can do two simple things. And those two simple things are to share and review. If you can share this episode with one person and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, actually, you can also give us a five-star review, four-star review, whatever, and just be honest on Spotify as well. And we do make it easy for you by going to the resources section of today's episode. If you do that, and you email us at support at jenhempill.com with the screenshot of the review. We will put it in our drawing for a free month of our membership financially strong circle. Now, if you're hearing and you're like, what the heck is financially strong circle? It's my membership. And you can just learn more about it at jenhempill.com forward slash membership. Next week, we will meet Sandra Camponogara, whom we will learn from how she picked up the pieces after losing her spouse. She is an incredible and phenomenal woman, and I can't wait for you to learn from her. Bueno pues, that is everything. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune into this show. Be sure to check out the show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 319. That is jenhemphill.com forward slash 319. Remember that being the reign of your money starts now at this very moment simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.